shadows lengthen in Carcosa. Strange is the night for black stars rise. Strange through the circle, through the skies. But stranger still is lost Carcosa. Song of my soul, my voice is dead. Die thou unsung as tears unshed, shall dry and die in lost Carcosa. Strange is the night where black stars rise, and strange moons circle through the skies. Why, hello, and welcome to session 21, if my memory is correct. Very horrifyingly really loud, Stu. Like, am, yeah. am I, am I horrified, uh, am I horrified, oh, well, what is this? Oh. Why are things so loud? Hold on. That shouldn't <laughs> be happening. That wasn't like that a moment ago. You, no, you were fine when you were talking to us. Yeah. Now we can't hear anything. Testing. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Too long, as far as I'm concerned. Great. And I get to play with Tyler. I'm so excited. Right? That hasn't happened in... 10,000 years. <laughs> it's been 80... Back years. in the before times. Temporally speaking, this is so odd, we might get attacked by yogurt dogs. <laughs> you think? Maybe. Let's not. Again. No, that means that my dog's got into the yogurt. Testing, 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 testing. You're at normal volume. Am I, I'm at normal volume now? Am I really? Yeah. Yeah. You sound like a human being. Yeah. Wow. It what? might be different for us than it is for the stream now. So. No, I'm, I'm looking because I was blowing out the stream too. I wonder what happened. Hello, testing, check. How strange. I'm, I'm... One, two, three, check, one, two, check, check. Well, yeah, now it seems to be okay. Hmm. That's weird. For those of you who just got here, we're playing Call of Cthulhu. Not just doing mic tests. Yeah, so, hi, again. Session <laughs> 21 we're, of Murmurs of the We're still on the flash screen. Just oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> there we are. Hi. It has been too long. It has been too long. <laughs> Smooth as butter. Uh, <laughs> Professionals, man. And the game we're playing is Murmurs at the Abyss, mm-hmm. uh, session 21, and I'm the keeper. I'm a keeper. Stu, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Players. Hello, <laughs> first. Okay. I'm Kimmy. And I am playing Doris Daniels, Doris the Explorus. And, uh, yeah, I haven't looked at this character sheet in a really long time. Um, and, yeah, she's just kind of a, like, adventurer, goes around. She's recently been on book tour uh, because that was really important in the middle of the world-ending threat that we were facing. Um, and, yeah, now she's hopefully going to somehow come back to San Francisco, evidently, which is where the party is. Is someone have a playback going? I'm hearing the playback. I I heard like a double up of Kimmy. Yeah. Too. I'm muted. 
I just closed all my windows, so if it was me, it should be over. I'm not hearing anything now, so... Okay, it was probably me. Best? <laughs> yeah, no. It's, okay. It was you, Stu. <laughs> Good job, Stu. <laughs> Next? I'm Jay. I'm playing uh, Isidore Holzman, um, who is literally standing at the abyss uh, and is trying desperately to uh, foil the plan of uh, the evil Hastur. <laughs> And I'm Kadev, and I will be playing Dmitry Andreevich Tupolev uh, of the someday maybe some other relative of mine, because not my descendant, because I'm not making others alive, is going to go on to invent great airplanes for the Russians. Be positive, Dave. Maybe you will. Yeah, well, sure, sure. I mean, I think that actually is, that is the optimistic outlook of, I'm not going to make this out of this alive. <laughs> yeah. It's like your best case scenario. <laughs> I'm Tyler. I'm playing uh, Melvin Tanker, the uh, the team's driver, and uh, that's it. That's really it. He's just a normal guy who kind of got pulled into this and uh, just kind of rolls with it. Just your normal, everyday smuggler. <clears throat> yes. Is it everyone? No. Yes? No. No, we're still... We've got one more person to introduce himself. Oh, it's my turn, isn't it? Um, I am Pooja. I'm playing Camilla, uh, the Ravenhurst University librarian, who is not currently insane. That's the important thing here. But also uh, is, is very relieved that Isidore has so much faith that he can spread it around and counter the unnatural horrors of the world. Okay. Uh, And does someone want to recap what happened last time? I mean, I have my recap, but my recap is often very... I had a great dinner out after speaking with my publisher and (laughs) selling a bunch of books and signing some copies. Uh, Very restful sleep. (laughs) That's what happened to me last time. Um, we made it to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. The train we originally re- were on that we then abandoned in, because it felt sus um, got derailed and exploded into fiery bits. So it's a good thing we left because we all would have died. Uh, we got a room in a hotel that I think was like either next door to or catty corner from the um, president's room. And that night, Isidore and I went into the dreaming and uh, and found that there was like a parallel between the presidential suite and the king from The King in Yellow. And we walked through this portal um, and ended up in the King and Yellow's bedroom, and Isidore saved him with the power of faith. So we have taken out yet another peg from is it, uh, from Abigail's evil Jen- evil Jenga tower. I lost the thread of that metaphor. 
<laughs> you pulled it out like the Jenga piece. Um, am I remembering incorrectly? But uh, she actually contacted us in the dreaming and just looked really annoyed at us or something. As you were leaving, I, yes. As you were leaving, because I listened to the last twenty minutes of it. As you were leaving, uh, uh, you heard a, her voice behind you saying. Uh, something like you people are starting to become quite a problem, or something, something oh, to that yeah. effect. She's like, "You're such a nuisance," and we're like, "And we were like, bye." <laughs> <laughs> um, like, she we're probably knows we're alive now, <laughs> whereas before she might have thought that we had perished in the train. Right. What is that? That is a slight, tiny, tiny bit of feedback from someone's microphone slash headphone. I don't know who. Um, not me. It was not me that time. <laughs> and you were talking about it, so it disappeared. No, I I wasn't doing anything. But when I when I, this feeds when this stuff feeds back, it's loud. It, no, it's no, not I know. That I'm saying subtle. the feedback knew we were talking about it, so it like fucked off. Right. All right. Um, okay. So I think we got to all the way through to the next morning when you guys were in your back in your hotel next door to the the palace hotel, and you were able to actually spot Harding had actually gotten up and was walking around with the help of his wife. You could you like sort of spy that through the window, and I think that's kind of where we left it, if I recall correctly. Um, We'll we'll say it, it, still that morning. Um, newspaper deliveries probably to everyone's room. So there's the probably the San Francisco Chronicle. I'm sure that was the paper back then. Um, and on the front page there is a big headline that says "Dog viciously mauls San Francisco tailor," and it has a story about a um, Chinese immigrant named. Pan Wen, Mister. It says Mister Pan Wen, um, so his name has probably been westernized and flipped. Um, it says that uh, he was uh, mauled to death, um, and they were able to they they caught the dog uh, about a half mile away. It was a uh, German Shepherd, and uh, they have it in custody at uh, the San Francisco. Um, uh, pound or animal shelter, whatever they would call it in the 1920s. And uh, there's a little story next to it that says um, famous adventure author visiting uh, uh, draws huge crowds at book signing. And it has a story about Doris the Explorers as well. Oh my god, Doris is here. And Jim, with the feedback, might be able to EQ that out. Yep. You know, I think one of my computers is having a really kind of whiny fan. I think that's what's going on. Um, I might be able to EQ it, get rid of it on this end. Uh, sorry, sorry. But yeah. Um, oh yeah, we should definitely find her. That would be. <laughs> um, I I think after the events of last night, especially with Abigail. Once again, focusing on us. I wouldn't want to leave her exposed. 
Yes, if she decides to attack us again, she would not be safe either. Exactly. But they say they caught the dog in this other article. At first I was worried it was, you know, one of our kind of dog. But, eh. Maybe just accidental dog story. I'm not sure how much I believe in coincidence any longer. Same. But nonetheless... You muted yourself in the middle of your sentence. Uh, I think it would be a lot easier to sort of, uh, let's say, guarantee our our mutual safety uh, if we were all together. Yes. Uh, should not be hard to find out if Doris has another event in the town. Does it list one in the newspaper? Article? Yeah, yeah. There's a, another um, another bookstore across town uh, is having one uh, tonight. Great. What is the, what is the title of your new book? Have you decided yet? Um, give me about three minutes and I'll come up with Okay. <laughs> about, it's called Plagued with Uncertainty, and it's about, like, it's the book she kind of started writing when we first, like, we're discovering, like, the the disease and stuff before we really, like, realized what was behind it. And is what she wrote when she first discovered that new type of uh, bird that she thought was like, before she realized it was like of the old ones and bullshit. <clears throat> oh, the, the Bayaki skull, right. Yeah, <clears throat> she's like, look, I've discovered a new species. And she, at that time, like hired someone to ghostwrite her book because she doesn't write any of her own books. And so they went ahead and wrote this book while we were on our adventure and it got published. So now she's out there taking credit for it. The real question is, did you hand over the skull for them to analyze to write the book? And if so, are they still sane? Oh, no. Well, we gave the skull to the people at the college, I believe. I think you gave it to someone at Raven. Yeah, they took it. He he lost his mind and killed himself. Yeah, but I gave my notes to, like, some, like, penny per word, like, writer somewhere who, like... Yeah, they don't even know what they're talking about with my notes, and they're just like typing it. I don't know what I'm talking about with my notes. Probably so they just turn out like Lovecraft or something. Yeah, well, it's, it's supposed to be like it's like pseudo science adventure story, so it's like more it's like a science at its finest. Exactly, exactly. It's like <laughs> well, I was like, it's it's almost like pulpy. I would imagine like if Indiana Jones like told someone of his adventures, and then someone who was not a great writer turned that into like a pseudo textbook. It was really like more of a bio- like biography. Gilderoy Lockhart. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so it's really for the masses to feel like they're learning science, and all real scientists look at it and they're like, "Oh, maybe I can like stri- like stir up my table with this." Oh wait, it's too thick. <laughs> okay. So yeah, she has a she has a uh, uh, a book signing this evening. Great. 
Very good. Cool. Let's make plans to go see her. Okay. I'm sure and she will be so happy. Um. I guess I don't. I don't actually know what to do here in San Francisco now that we've taken care of Harding's business. Um, we can try to track down, I guess, the other people who took the place of the other people on the train. My brain hurts thinking about this. I am also lost as to where to go from here, to be honest. Perhaps we could wire back to the university and see if Professor Tesla is having uh, any luck recreating his device. Very good idea, Dimitri. Okay. Excellent. There's probably a telegraph office in the lobby. If not in the lobby here, the adjoining hotel probably has a telegraph office in it. Okay, I'll go over and send a telegraph to the university, okay. uh, asking uh, basically a, a personal one to uh, Einstein slash Tesla. Okay. Just checking on update and progress, and if he needs anything else. Okay. You go ahead and send that through. Is there anything else you would like to uh, do while you're uh, awaiting a reply from them? We have all learned the song of the the song, right? I yeah. think you did that last session, yes. Yeah, just double checking. Actually, I'm going to pick up a copy of Doris's new book. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are they are, are there um, um, unflattering characterizations of any of your companions in in said book? Um, I would imagine because like a stranger is writing it, like the roles that they played are very downplayed. Like they were there and like astonished by my like amazing scientific discoveries, and I probably saved their lives repeatedly. Um. <laughs> And I such mean, but that part's actually true. Yeah, I mean, but I anything... mean, when you weren't murdering people in the street, that part's not in there. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but anything I did well is like times four, and anything I did bad is just completely not present. And there's probably some extra stuff about people like being excited to meet me, where like they didn't know who I was and things like that. Just small tidbits. Oh yeah, like a, a bunch of people in the. Lancaster County knew yeah. exactly who you were. Exactly. And like, oh, I can't believe she came to our county. Yeah, exactly. Things like that. Like when we first arrived at that little like hotel, like, oh, we'll give you the best room, Mrs. Dan, you know, Miss Daniels, and things like that. That very, and then like anything that has to do with the actual like Lovecraftian stuff is just not there at all. Like, like nothing. I discovered this skull in the middle of you know nowhere because no one else was as awesome as me and couldn't have possibly discovered it. So nothing like straight, like insulting, but definitely like contributions and probably IQ are just a little bit lower. <laughs> okay. My attractiveness is definitely written up. Alright. Uh, then, then knock on the door in the hotel. Um, 
It's a reply from Ravenhurst University. Okay, I read it. A Dr. A. Einstein. Uh, and it is a reply from um, te- uh, Tesla himself. All is well here. Stop. Making significant breakthroughs. Stop. University administration bothering me. Stop. I wish they would stop. Stop. I think they are becoming suspicious. Stop. Okay, great. (laughs) I'm going to want to talk to Camilla about this and see if she has any ideas of what we can do to try to smooth this... smooth this over with the university in some way. Okay. So I go, Camilla, good morning. I'm assuming it's morning. Yes. Hello, Wizardor. Anyone from Tesla? Apparently, his focusing on our goals is causing problems with the university. Well, I do have a copy of his contract, and it does state unequivocally that they agreed to host his research, and that that would take priority. Yeah, but you know how they are. They're pestering him to lecture or teach uh, anything to bring up the notoriety and prestige of the university, which is understandable. True. I think maybe just a kind reminder that a man of his renown giving a um, how much more prestige would the university get if when he accepts his Nobel Prize for the research that he is currently working on, he thanks the university for their grace. Could we just have like a little cool montage of us working on penning a letter together and the wording, you know, sort of we're just like, we can say this, oh no, this would be better and we we put it together and, and then send it off. Yeah. Did someone make a writing? Was there a writing skill? What do I got for that? I'm looking. Oh, you know what the other thing we were supposed to do was, as I look at my character sheet, was roll to to clear the check marks on our. Oh, to do your uh, do your upgrades. Yeah, mm-hmm. Go everyone. Go ahead and do that real quick. If you have check marks, you have to roll over it, and if you succeed, you get a D. Oh, let me check. Is it a D10? I think it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a D10. I think I wrote out... Did I? I can find it real quick. It's been a long time. But everyone needs to make a percentile roll of this. Every skill, they have a check mark, and it needs to be above, not below... So it's mm-hmm. so your skills are. Uh, so you have to fail to get better. Yeah. Well, your mm-hmm. sk- your skills have to. The higher your skill is, the harder it is to increase it. And I'm going to try to find that section of the book where they have that. Hmm. 
Wow, I am a very fighty character. I kind of spaced on how fighty I was. Oh, you're very fighty. Yeah. Not me. One of us has to be. <laughs> and one of us is... Thanks. Sure as hell ain't me. I'm pretty fighty, too. Oh, no that's right. I forgot. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> that's true. I, I, I'd space Dave that you'd switched and you're now the soldier. We've actually done really well at avoiding fights. Oof, that's because we would all die. The best thing I can do is throw a lantern at the broadside of a barn. <laughs> you, yeah. So or or like push a cart into someone. <laughs> if you're a canine, you're in trouble with me. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you roll. You add a d10 to your skill level if you roll higher than your skill level for any checkmarked skills. Yeah. And at what point do we start to like regain sanity or something? We're going to do that. So good? We're going to do that too right now, since you guys just had such a a significant uh, victory against the forces of insanity and evil. No, no, I, I meant like. Uh, there's a certain point where if you get a skill up high enough, then you get it some is kind of bonus. Ninety at ninety percent. You oh. add 2d6 to your sanity once a skill reaches 90%. Nice. Yeah, I got my uh, cult up there and I got. So every skill with a check mark, we roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every skill with a check mark, you yeah. roll and you want to roll higher. That is probably going to be the only one I succeed at. <laughs> And if you have any check marks on skills where your skill level is over, well, a, a, a roll of a 95 automatically increases the skill, regardless of the skill level. And what, um, Ugh. how much sanity do you get back from getting to 90 or above? 2d6. Zero. Because um, Camilla's library use just <laughs> went to uh, ridiculous levels. <laughs> gone. She went full plaid. <laughs> As have I with stealth. Nice. Oh yeah. I'm not going crazy today, guys. <laughs> Hell yeah, nine more points of sanity. Can your sanity go higher than the starting number? Mm, I think. Look, it's been a long time. Sanity. You have a max san, and that is 99 minus your mythos skill. It can never go higher than that. Okay, well, I have none of that. Okay, so 99. 99 is your max sanity. That's not true. I have a little bit, but it's not. I'm not anywhere near that level of sane. Okay. Oh, if it's just 99 minus your mythos... I just didn't know if it could go over, like, the number we started at, sanity-wise. Uh, it moves, it can move around. So I, I, it says maximum sanity is 99 mi- minus mythos skill. So that tells me that whatever you originally rolled to get your sanity, it can go higher than that. Cool. They get- Otherwise, they would say, whatever you rolled is what you are stuck with. Yeah. Just like that, in that voice. 
they would and use that voice. All my highest skills and all my lowest skills, I rolled under. It's the stupidest thing. I've ever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, take it. Take the my hard ones when you can get them. My drive at eighty. Yeah, no problem. Rolled eighty-eight. Fast talk at forty. I rolled a thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I finally got my spot hidden up. I've literally never been able to. Like I've I've successfully made a spot hidden roll many times in this campaign, and I have never been able to actually increase it until now. And I barely got to with that. And we're gonna uh, go ahead and do the, the whole development phase, not just the skills. Okay. So, okay. So you gain sanity points through uh, spending time with an aspect of your own backstory. I mean, I certainly uh, just just kind of tell me what that that might be and. Doesn't say how much you gain. Oh, 167. I'll look real quick. Maybe it'll tell me. Can that part for me be spending time talking to Isidore about the old country? Oh, sure. Yeah, that would work. And Isidore, I think, probably definitely has that automatically. Uh, you gain 1d6. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, relying on my on my rabbinical background and having that kind of success would definitely be something that would affect it that way. Absolutely. I am going to um, spend some time writing, um, penning an eloquent letter to Desdemona. Okay. Our um, our errant assistant gunslinger. Okay. <laughs> from the very beginning of this campaign. And wondering when she might visit the United States. And you said 1d6? 1d6, yes. Melvin's going to spend time working on the car. Mm. Nos. <laughs> well, I heard about this new thing. They're called seatbelts. <laughs> I think they'll slow us down though. So <laughs> they're Scandinavian, don't trust them. <laughs> Not as aerodynamic. I'm almost back to fifty. If we get in a crash, you don't want to be strapped in. You want to be thrown clear of the vehicle. Exactly. <laughs> Otherwise your body takes all of that shock. What if a car catches on fire? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think Doris is going to... It's a model to... T. It's mostly wood, so it probably would. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, I think Doris is going to just, like, like be just cleaning... Uh, I think she has still had her gun. Or did she lose her gun? Well, you lost most of the guns that you had there, yeah. because you guys okay. had to abandon your your hotel room. Yeah. But I, you like, had you something with guns. you, though. You had something with you. Yeah, well, I had my father's gun that I don't know. If I if I'd managed to grab one, I would have grabbed that because that's, like, my memento of him. Right. Like, and you gave that to Nurse Gale, the only non-evil that's right. Gale in this campaign. That's true. Okay, that's right. So I don't have that. Um, but you got it back from her when we sent her to the... Um, when we sent yeah. her to the sleep oh, yeah. doctor. You're right. Which yeah, yeah. Who turned out to be... Yeah, the evil sleep doctor. That was a bad choice on our parts. But I got he my gun back. so nice. I know. Oh, and it's he a has a dog. Yeah. 
And he's been nice Thanks to the dog. Me. It's hard for me to believe for these people when he's taking such good care of um, our mop dog. Yeah. Oh, Durlith. Yeah, Durlith. Um, yeah, so I think just cleaning my dad's gun, like, in between stops on my tour. Okay. Kind of having it with me in my, my bag, that sort of thing. Plus the fact that you've been on tour, but in and of itself, probably. That's true. Yeah, away from <laughs> away from all this, it's been Sucking enough to give me adoration. Yes, one point of sanity worth. Yay! Sounds like you rolled like me. Yeah, I rolled a one. <laughs> okay, dude, my sanity's up to seventy six now. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> I got this I'm under at, control. I'm at 48 and feeling much better than I had been. <laughs> you have like double my sanity, like more than that. Well, that 2d6 and rolling a 12 makes a big difference. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so uh, you guys uh, make a, for your letter, a persuade roll. Persuade or there's gonna be is there like a looking through this fast talk one or the other whichever's higher and since you're both doing it whoever rolls can can add a bonus die which is a tens die in case you don't remember I um rolled a fifty one under seventy two for persuade. Okay, all right. So you guys pen a letter, probably a telegram, I would imagine, to the administration, or is this an actual letter? You know what? I, I think it would be a letter, just because we want to be kind of wordy about it. Okay. And we'll send it, you know. Express. Right. Yeah, like we, we we haven't met up with Doris again to get back on the rich dole. Oh, that's Amia Sugar Mama. Okay, so you send that letter off. And um And we'll also send a telegram to Tesla vehicle. Just to stand fast. We've 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 we're taking care of it. Okay. Um the uh is one of you like reading through the newspaper? I don't actually read English. Okay. Melvin? You are to muted. Yeah, Melvin's reading the paper. Okay. I don't I don't know if he's gonna catch much of interest because I have no idea about most of your adventures. Right. Oh that's true, right. I don't know what's relevant. Well the the article about the, the, the tailor who was killed viciously killed by the dog it uses words like eviscerated dismembered which sounds like someone's a, getting paid by the word <laughs> by the letter by the letter yeah. it's the same person who wrote my book <laughs> well, it's pr- you probably have in, in your in your career as a moonshiner have probably had some pretty vicious guard dogs, mm-hmm. and they don't they go for the they throat. Eviscerate. They don't yeah. eviscerate, and they certainly don't dismember. 
that sounds more like a like a tiger or a, 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 like a some sort of extremely large predator, not necessarily a dog. I will I will point that out to the group. Okay. I don't think that was a regular dog. That poor dog just uh, walked through the puddle of blood. Got framed. If this could be an attack by one of those things, maybe we should look into it. Well, they said the dog's at the pound. We'll probably go look at it. Uh, I don't know that the dog itself would be helpful if they caught a random German Shepherd to blame for this. I mean, saving the dog is a noble pursuit. I was thinking more look into the victim and see what he was up to. The hounds do not attack random people. No. No, they do not. Does the article say where this guy was attacked and all that information? Yeah, he was attacked in his home, which is above his uh, tailor shop. And it gives the the address on the you know what's it block of what's it street the sixteen hundred block of Main Street. Do you does anybody think that they might be able to sneak into that place? It's probably a crime scene, so we probably won't be able to access it easily. What if we, instead of waiting till tonight to find Doris, can we try to track her down beforehand? She could be of use in terms of convincing them to let us through instead of trying to sneak around what is probably an active crime scene, as you mentioned. She does have quite a bit of prestige. So that may be possible. Uh, Stu, do we have any contact information for her publisher? Yeah, at the bottom of the article, it says that uh, it has a it has the it has the name of her publisher, and then she's represented locally by the um, Robert Dale uh, Publicity Company. Uh, then I'm going to try, I'm going to call the operator, see if I can get a number for the Robert Dale company and see if I can get through and find out if, uh, where Doris is at. Robert Dale Promotions, how can I help you? Um, good afternoon. My name is Dr. Uh, Holtzman. I'm an associate of, uh, Ms. Daniels. I was wondering if you could, uh, send her a message for me, uh, to contact me. We, both seem to be in San Francisco at the same time, and I would love to speak to her. Dr. Holzman, let me write this down. I'll be seeing her, uh, well, we're, we have lunch at, uh, down the street. I will, uh, I will make sure I mention it. Do you, uh, do you have a place where you're staying that she can get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, I give her the hotel that we're staying at, um, and as contact information, and, uh, uh, please let her know that it's Isadora Holzman, and uh, basically, just all of the people in the party. Uh, these are we are we're people she used to, that she's traveled to to Europe recently with, and oh. would love to reconnect. 
You're that sort of uh, bookish guy fellow in the uh, in the book she wrote. Oh yeah, I remember you. I remember your name. Yeah, uh, it, uh, bookish goes along with uh, professor and 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 doctor. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Probably not in the book. <laughs> and then like in the book it's like really bad like fake names it's like all their first names and like a slightly misspelled last name no it's more like uh, he, he in the book he wasn't a doctor or a professor and he's basically sort of like sore about it which is why he said that <laughs> no exactly okay oh look at that I rolled a two and he remembers to mention it at, uh, at lunch <laughs> Actually, around lunchtime, if I know the address of the um, of the agency, oh yeah, that's easy to figure out. I'm gonna just stroll around and start looking into restaurants and see if I find her. <laughs> <laughs> Make a luck roll. <clears throat> Since you know the right vicinity, go ahead and add a uh, add a bonus die to that. <laughs> I wonder what the side effects of drinking so much throat coat tea is going to be. Because this is my sixth cup. Nothing. I've drunk a lot more than that. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, really, it's nothing. It just here. greases you up stem to stern. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a zero one on that. Man. Oh, holy shit! Okay, Whoa. yeah. And that's without rolling the bonus die. You see, you yeah, you, you you spot them, and they're still even looking at the menus, and they're sitting at a table that has two extra seats. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, would anybody go with me on that? <laughs> Do you ask people to go with you? Well, I simply state what my intention is and ask if anybody wants to join. Well, I think it would be better if a more well-spoken person than I went. All right, I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take it's a look. It's definitely a better together kind of. We've we've established that we're better together. Tis true. We make an excellent team. So yeah, I, I and I says, "Are you hungry for lunch?" <laughs> I have an idea of where to find Doris. Oh, that sounds delightful. We'll make it a date then. Uh, he raises an eyebrow to that and, and then offers his arm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, just stroll in like we're about to have lunch and then go, oh my dear goodness, if it isn't Doris. Mila, it's Siliador. What a delightful surprise. What are you doing in San Francisco? What are you doing in San Francisco? She suddenly like, it's like very pleasant. And then she suddenly like, realizes why you're probably here and starts to like panic uh, we managed to take care of some business earlier on but there seems to be some more but uh, we read the paper and noticed that you were also in San Francisco and we're anxious to uh, reacquaint ourselves uh, le- I, business. let me excuse business. myself real quick um, go ahead and get reacquainted and if you need to get rid of your publicist he will easily walk away because he would find this conversation ex- exceedingly boring Okay. <laughs> Go our ahead. I'm business sorry. in San Francisco, like, like our previous business. Yes, very yes. much like our previous business. Um, a little too much like our previous business. Oh, oh no! But we have, for the moment, taken care of what we think was the bulk of it. 
However, oh, oh good. Um, so you're leaving? It, there is a little matter that we saw in the paper this morning. Oh, well, she kind and of like nervously to, looks at the publicist and back at you. It was, um, it was mentioned, uh, sidelined by your own announcement, of course. Oh, yes. I was very pleased with the prominent placement of it. But, um, if we could just, if, I mean, I'm sure I don't want to bore your companion. Uh, yes. Um, why don't you, uh, why don't we meet up later at the office? I'd like to, to, to make, make, uh, you know, catch up with my friends here. I'm sure we can talk about the business later. Just make sure that there's enough copies of the book signing. And he goes. What was in the paper? A man was attacked by a dog. When you say dog, like, she just loses all color in her face. She just goes completely, like, pale. A, a dog? A dog. Well, a dog is being blamed, but the nature of the attack seems overly vicious for just a canine. Of course it is. Um, what, what should we do? Why did, did they follow you here? Did they follow me here? No. Quickly, we followed them. Yes. Oh. Um, But we could use your assistance if... Look, to to be perfectly blunt, Abigail knows that we are here, that we are not going to sit idly by while she... summons Hostor from the outer reaches and there have been attempts upon our lives made since we returned to the United States as much as we would also like your help I'm worried that despite you not having been with us for the past several weeks that she would target you as well I have had very strange dreams I don't know if it's connected in any way or just my mind trying to comprehend what we went through. But there's not a night that I, that I don't dream of her face and those damn dogs. These are things we all share. We've been bonded by this. But also we've, we have come up with a way to protect ourselves from them. You have? At least temporarily. Very well. Uh, well, I say come you, up with. It's more come across. Oh, well, if it's effective, I would do just about anything at this point. Daylight hours seem to be the only time I can even get any type of restful sleep. Uh, all right, I, I will. I will help you. Thank you, Doris. It's good to have you back. It's good to see you, Camilla. And you're looking much better. I'm very sorry about this as well. I know that... I know the pull of wanting to simply escape this. Indeed. I don't... I don't truly think that is possible. I hoped it was when I began my tour. But... It seems like always out of the corner of my eye there's 
something that makes me nervous or jump or wonder if I'm about to be, you know. And then at night, the the dream has come. I haven't, thank goodness, I haven't gone back to that place. But there's not a night that goes by that there isn't some kind of torment or remembering. If there's anybody in the world that would know what you're going through, it would be us. Yes, that is very true. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to be Southern, sorry. That is very true. It's been a while, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, this dog, what, what are we supposed to do with this dog? It's not so much about the dog, but the victim. If the dog, if this was an attack like we suspect it is, then the victim would have to have had some kind of access to this in some way. What we'd like to do is maybe have you talk to the police and see if we could look at the man's apartment or somehow get an inkling of what he was up to. I'm not exactly sure how. I, I could try. It only killed one person. That we know of. Yeah, that we know of. That's very... That's very targeted. It's interesting. I would very much like to catch you up on the events that we've been going through, but this is not the best venue for that. Um, perhaps if uh, we retired to our... Uh, uh, where we're staying, or do you have a place where we can talk privately? Oh, yes, indeed. indeed. Um, I, I have a, a suite at the hotel um, that we can we can meet there. It seems normal enough. In fact, she's staying at the Palace Hotel next door. <gasps> Beautiful. Uh, why don't we go up there? <sighs> I... Let's actually have a little bit of lunch and huh. pretend that the world is normal for a second and retain our sanity before we dive into this. I've, I've missed you, Doris, and I would enjoy just spending some time just catching up. Oh, I've missed you as well. Have you had a chance to read my book? I have some signed copies if you'd like them right here. Actually, I pull out my copy and I go, I was hoping you'd sign this one. Oh, yes, indeed, of course. I'd be glad to. She just happens to have like pen ready. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, I have an extra one. Oh, and the waitress comes. In. Oh, would you like this? This is my, this is my book. She gives it to the waitress. <laughs> in lieu of a tip. <laughs> <laughs> yep, she's garbage with that. <laughs> oh, nice. It's like, and I basically point out some places where our things are quote unquote interesting. <laughs> oh yes. And just talk about some, some things. And then, you know, I, I totally understand that you're the main protagonist of the story and I bear it over ill will, of course. But uh, uh, well, it's not so much a story as it is a scientific textbook, you see. Blank look, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, we order lunch and I'll, I will pay for their lunches. Uh, that's very sweet. But no, I, I, the thing is, he found it really important to just have a personal moment and just like sit down and yeah. be human beings <laughs> uh, uh, because it's kind of important for us to... 
I found that it is important to, for the retention of one's sanity to actually have the stability of friends and reach mm -hmm. out to each other. And, uh, you know, just sort of talk mildly about some of the difficulties he's had, you know, dealing and coping and uh, some of the things that he's been trying to do to, to deal with that and stuff. And, 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 it, and just sort of like uh, opens up a little bit in a way that he hasn't really done so too much in the past because we've been so busy with all of this. Uh, but it's something that he feels is important. Yeah. Good call. And they have great food here, so. Okay. They have brisket. Mm -hmm. Do you guys mm, brisket. have a nice leisurely lunch? Paid the crazy it. thing about it is we're having a nice leisurely lunch and you know as the scene <laughs> progresses when we're talking about it every few seconds one of us just looks around looks over our shoulder just like making sure and then gets yeah. back into the sink of it you know <laughs> it's kind of like the sense of subtle paranoia in the in what would otherwise be sort of a nice little conversation in lunch yeah <laughs> and i say i assume after we have our nice lunch we go uh, uh should we uh, get to meet Tree, and oh, or should we go straight up and maybe ring him so that he can come meet with us? Uh, yes, We're... we have um, Dimitri and Melvin. I don't believe. Yes. Oh, I believe you would like Melvin. Oh, Melvin. Yeah, he is a fellow countryman of yours. And uh, uh, why why don't you go on to uh, the mean palace? He's and <laughs> uh, no, I believe he's more of the. Uh, uh, Northeastern variety. Oh, oh, he's out west. Very good. Is he also a, a sharpshooter and cowboy, as it were? We have found him to be very uh, useful and uh, uh, an excellent driver and has been, uh, has taken charge of our transportation uh, as oh, of late. That's very um, adventurous. Oh, he that. deals in moving uh, slightly illicit goods around. Oh, I see. He's a, a smuggler of types. Mm, that, yeah. that, that, that's a harsh term, but yes. Uh, why don't you guys go to the... Why don't you two ladies uh, go ahead and go to the Palace Hotel and make yourselves comfortable? I'll fetch the rest of the group and bring them. Very good. That sounds fantastic. Okay. So you you all leave, and you go fetch the rest of the group, and you go meet at, at uh, Doris's suite? Is that where you're going? Yeah. Okay. Yerp. Okay. And you were all at Doris's suite. But let's say by this time it's probably eh, you probably had a leisurely lunch, three thirty or so in the afternoon. So you're all together. Melvin is uh, a pleasure to meet you. I hear you are a man of quite the the resourcefulness. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be so humble, Melvin. He has been very useful in our misadventures. Um, ah. And actually, I'm constantly surprised at how willing you are to aid us, especially due to the weirdness of everything we've done. Your money spends like anyone else's. Ah. Uh, she suddenly, like, <laughs> this understanding appears on Doris and says, yeah, okay. Well, we are appreciative of your your abilities and talents. He is a very good driver. 
um, sheriff. Well, um, but, but you said that uh, there was a, a dog attack. Uh, actually, uh, he goes on and basically starts sort of recounting the stuff that we've been through oh, okay. while you've been away, sort of okay. catching you up where, where we've been mm-hmm. uh, and tell you about uh, the king and, and how we foiled that and all of the other contacts and the mysterious voice of Abigail that basically gave us a warning that she now knows who we are and will be mm-hmm. working against us more fervently, I guess. She starts you pouring know. whiskey. And passing around a little whiskey glass as well. You're describing this. Pours a double for herself. And and basically I'm telling that story and what we feel is that one of those dog beasts is responsible for this attack and if it is, it is obvious that the victim had something to do with time and whatever it's designed that the creature is has been created to defend. Yes. I hate those creatures. Rather see the demons of hell rather than those things again. Although perhaps they are one and the same. Uh, yeah, it it does seem odd that it would only kill one person. They must be quite important. Well, we know that these things are basically the assassins of time. If someone disturbs the continuity of time they, they tend to react and sense it somewhere from another dimension or plane or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. so if this person was involved in manipulating that um, he could definitely be part of this plot or could somehow be connected to it and if so being able to do some more digging into this person might lead us to another connection. Oh, and also uh, uh, tell Doris about the whole Einstein uh, slash uh, Tesla thing and um, uh, what he's working on and what we're going, or what our goals are with that too. I, I believe I remember something about trying to convince him to be Einstein, although I believe when I last spoke, <laughs> he had not yet bought into the idea fully. So well done convincing him to do that. Um, how is that going? We've uh, sent, we've received a telegram from today saying that the research and everything goes well, although the cool. university is taxing him and trying to uh, uh, utilize him for other purposes that are more, of course, meaningful to the university. Um, we've penned a letter to try to get them to um, lay off a little bit and, and have him finish his work which we only know is of utmost importance. Very good. Well done. So you'll think that our next steps will be to approach um, the police and ask them if we can somehow get into this crime scene to learn more about this individual that was killed? Well, our main weapon this entire time has been creativity and their ability to harness resources that we otherwise wouldn't have available to us. So we thought if you could use your prestige to somehow convince the police to allow us to examine this, it's the only thing we could think of, but as to the particulars, uh, 
I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not accustomed to deception. Well, you could have fooled me. Uh, she says that, like, like very, like, aren't you cute? Like, of course not. Like, <laughs> No, he doesn't um, take it as an insult. He just okay, yeah, she didn't, I, I said it, and I was like, no, no, she's not, like, it was like a joke, like, like kindly. Um, well, then let's perhaps make our way there. Um, I do have a book signing this evening. Of course, this is more important. <laughs> Um, I I do not want let's just say that there is still a possibility that your involvement in this may not be as as well seen as possible as as perhaps ours so I think it's probably prudent for you to keep to your schedule and do the things that you're going to do uh, as order, in order to not raise suspicion as to your involvement well that would be my first choice but as I think we all know you know, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Plus, things tend to go a bit sideways when all of this is involved. But I did tell my publisher to have extra copies, so perhaps we can make it a bit of a priority. Uh, let's then go ahead down to the, the crime scene, perhaps? Absolutely. Let's not tarry. Okay. So you guys head head down to uh, Main Street to Wen's. Oh, I gave it a name. I know I gave it a name. It's funny, like thinking about the Model Ts, like even being able to be driven around San Francisco with those hills. Because I know I've had cars that like struggled to get up those hills in my lifetime. Like they weren't expensive cars, but. Well, you know, like we had to get out and like I, I went to San Francisco with my friends. We all had to get out and like push. They, <laughs> too many- <laughs> in Long in Long Beach, they used to have. There's a I can't remember what street it is. There's a street that goes up Signal Hill, and mm-hmm. it is super steep. If you're in yeah. like even in like a modern day car, you have to kick the the automatic transmission down probably yeah, to cherry. one. Yeah, is it Cherry? Yeah, it's cherry. As yeah, that goes up. up. And they used to when I was a kid. They used to have this thing called the Model T Derby, where they had all of these old cars, and they had they, everyone would come and gather, and, they'd, and there there was like 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 food stands and and ice cream and stuff, and and they would have the, it was a Model T owners club, mm-hmm. and they they parked all the cars on the dirt by the side of the road so you can all go and look at all the cars and let the kids sit in them and honk the horn and stuff. And then they had a competition to see which of those cars could get up to the top of that hill. <laughs> and I remember that we went a couple years in a row and on one of the years they had, I don't know if it was technically a Model T, but it looked like one of the old paddy wagons. You know, the old police wagon. And they had a guy in horizontal stripes like a like a prison uniform sitting in the back because it had the bars on the windows and everything and then and then the guy driving it was dressed as a like an old like 1920s cop and they would like start to go up the hill and almost most of the cars could not make it up the hill they would make it about three quarters of the way up and they would stop and have to sort of do like a back turn and come back down <laughs> but on but the paddy wagon got about halfway up and the prisoner got out and helped push the car the rest of the way up the hill. I, I distinctly remember that from my childhood. 
So the most unrealistic thing in our entire game, game is that the Model T that we're driving goes around San Francisco, no problem. Oh, right. It is a souped-up smuggler one. Yeah. That's true. It's probably got, like... But I, some of them had, like, V12s or something. Like, it's, I don't know. It's the equivalent of the Hemi. Yeah. <laughs> and and it probably wouldn't be that uncommon for passengers in the car to get out and walk so the car could make it up easier. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they would have to catch up to the car true. by the time they got to the top of the hill. <laughs> Right, you guys are probably top of the hill, and I'll just beat you there. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the stock Model T engine was twenty horsepower. Yeah, you can do it yeah, when you're used to a wagon with two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the horses could definitely make it up the hill, though. Great. <laughs> All right, so we go to the crime scene. Okay, and it's it's uh, um. This is like a, a small shop where there's a tailor shop below. Uh, it looks like it's it's mo- it primarily men's clothing, suits, mostly, um, f- reasonably high end, and um, th- there you can see that there's lights on inside, and it's still it's still business hours. Um, what, by the way, what day of the week is that? I, I, according to my calculation, we're in July thirty first. Let me just double check oh, real quick. I'll I'll look. July 31, 1923. Tuesday. Okay, yep. Uh there's there's lights on inside. You can also see there's lights on the apartment upstairs, but there is a sign on the door that says closed. Are there any like police officers around like yeah. guarding the crime scene or anything? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Open and shut case. Okay. Yeah. Well, it seems that my services may not be be required in this. Um, Possibly, but um, there are people inside, and yes, fame uh, does have a way of greasing the wheels, as it were. Indeed. So I could well. He goes nothing, so I'm going to go and knock on the door. Okay. And you can see a, <clears throat> an Asian woman kind of way in the back, like with a mop, kind of looking. And she goes, we're closed! Um, yes, uh, we are a group of investigators, and we think that something odd might have happened with... Uh, the incident that happened here with the, uh, she like very pointedly like says it like in a way that tells like it's not true. The um, dog. She comes to the door and opens it up and you can tell from behind her she's literally mopping up blood. Oh. Um. She said, the police were already here. They said they found the dog. This is a young woman. She's probably... Um, she looks looks like she's... Um, eh, early 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- were you here when it happened? No. No, this is my dad's shop. Uh, um, I- I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you. Um, I... We think there might be more to it than 
the dog. If you could, I mean, I pardon my uh, being a bit blunt in this situation, but you, like she kind of gestures to the floor. There is a lot of blood. It looks like he got emptied out in the middle of the floor. Yeah, it seems... It's like a gallon and a half. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems a bit uh, fanciful to say that a dog would be responsible for this type of injury. She looks like you're kind of confused. She's like, well, the police said they found the dog. And the police are always truthful, right? Well, they said they had reason to believe it was the same dog. I'm sure they did. It's very clear to us that they are not prioritizing this case in the way it should be. It's much easier for them to claim a a stray they found on the street is responsible than spend any time actually investigating. Well, um, excuse the mess, but come on in. She stands aside and lets you in. She looks like she's pr- tried to clean up about half of it. Mm-hmm. This is going to be an all-day job. Yeah. Because yeah. it's sort of like mop the stuff up into the mm-hmm. bucket, pour the bucket out into the drain in the in the alley, bring it back, and eventually it's going to be a, th- a thinner puddle, and then eventually she'll actually start actually cleaning the blood up. Yeah. Luckily, it's a wooden floor. It's on a carpet. <clears throat> Isn't that worse? Like, isn't it so... Well, I guess not worse than carpet. It's but... not worse than carpet. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can always sand the wood back down. That's true. It's weird that you know that. Unless this happens here a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you only have thing... so many sanding. <laughs> the I mean, the they shop a murder. Yeah. It depends on how well the wood was finished to begin with. Right. Yeah. These are the things role players know. <laughs> you look these things up. How badly That's will a giant blood stain? Yes. <laughs> How badly will blood stain know, my hardwood floors? <laughs> um, um, I can never commit a violent crime. <clears throat> my search history will just be like, <laughs> the jury will look at it like, oh, did it. Yeah. Um, so she kind of leads you because there's there's sort of like a sort of like a like an aisle down the middle because there's racks and stuff on either side. Mm-hmm. Then she kind of leads you around it and then to the back office and there's stairs going upstairs to where the apartment is because there's a little kitchen up there. Right. Um, as you guys are walking, um, you see a door? Um, I rolled randomly for this. I'm not picking on you. Uh, give me a reg- just a, sa- a regular old sanity roll. Oh, great. Well, at least I got the, another point of sanity back. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I would have rolled better on that one. Hope you wrote it in pencil. No, I'm good. You're good. Okay. So Way you, don't, under. you don't lose anything. You're pretty sure that the police or the coroner, when they came through and picked up everything, missed a kidney. You think it's a kidney. Like you're kind of like when you're walking around sort of the out, outer edges, there's this sort of slimy thing sitting on the ground, and you're pretty sure it's a kidney. I basically make sure that everybody's away, and I go, I've found something unseemly that the police have missed I do not wish to alarm anyone but um, it should be disposed of and I basically take out a handkerchief and sort of pick it up do you have some sort of container or anything uh, that I can use Uh, if it's a bag 
she has kind of lost it and it says, excuse me, and she just runs upstairs. I rolled a 96 for her. We should perhaps. Well, it looks like uh, we're free to be able to look around without any interference. Yes. Always a lining. <laughs> we should perhaps make sure that it's delivered to the coroner so it is put with the rest of the remains. I don't think it is... See, oh dang it! I don't think it is samely to give it to. Uh, uh, it's been a really long time since I rolled it. Samely to give it to his daughter to handle. Not at all. Of course, that was never my intent. I just wanted to put it out of sight as quickly as possible. I, I wanted her to not see it. Is was my point. Yes. Oh no, I'm not saying that you were. Born. I just. I'll, I'll pick it up and just pocket it. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Can I do a yeah? <laughs> Can I do spot hidden? Sure. Are you oh, oh, looking for clues? Yeah, as we're kind of walking through, and well, and now like just kind of looking around, especially now that we've seen. Oh, no, we got to <laughs> Scooby Doo this shit real hard right now. Yeah, yeah, we really do. Like we we had the run of the bottom. Um, I'm gonna look through his uh, ledger and see if there were, anyone came through, like if you had any customers that might have I have a success. Um, okay, there, there's a, a ton of names in, in his ledger. Um, I'm trying to think how you would... Hmm. <clears throat> Let's go. Let's I mean, if it's a yoga dog, then the same way it gets in everywhere, which would be however it wants to. Yes. uh, Walls mean nothing to those fiends. Um, Make a luck roll. Who? No, not... uh, 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 This is uh, Camilla. Not not luck. No, there's actually a thing for this. I'm using luck too much. You make an int roll. Okay. I rolled a seven. Oh, and I'm assuming you have a much higher than seven on your int. Yes. Okay. Um, you notice one of the names. Uh, Bernard Ryan and you just happened to have noticed when you guys walked up the street that he owns a used bookstore across the street oh there's a bookstore across the street called Ryan's Used Books Bernard Ryan Is, was that bookstore open? Yes. <clears throat> it's like across the street and down a few. Isidore? He's MIA. It seems, it seems like it would make sense for us to... I mean, 
some of us could stay here if there are any other clues, if there is anything, any other connection that might have brought the dog to this place. But, um, but possibly Isidore and I should go and pay a visit to the bookstore. Okay. So you guys excuse yourselves. Uh, Doris, go ahead and make your, um, spot hidden. Oh, I got a 40. Out of, and 51. Okay. <clears throat> There is a blood stain. The, the blood is... There's not blood splatters. Like someone got a main artery cut. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do notice that up in the, the the sort of back left corner of the main store, there is a blood stain. Uh, on, like, right up near the corner. And it's just oh. a tiny little... Just a little drop of blood that's kind of run down maybe five or six inches and dried. Interesting. I'm going to point that out to the group. When you get a little closer to it, you can see that it looks like it is like a almost like a cloved hoof. Um. It, above it, there's a very light print, like a, like a hoof print. We haven't... Like we, the yogurt dogs. Do they have those? I don't know if you've had a lot of time to look at their feet. Okay, that's oh. fair. <laughs> I'm gonna look up. And, uh, are are there yogurt goats that we don't know about? Or is this what they look okay. like? Okay. Uh, I think. I'd, I'd relay that I had the misgivings about the spot on the ceiling that burned me once. Like, maybe that's just a common place for where they portal in from places? I, I, don't, I don't actually recall if we've ever seen one like actually appear, or if they're just around when we arrive somewhere. We have. We figured out at some point that they was like angles. Like, Corners. Yeah. That's right. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember if you were Dimitri or the doctor when we figured that out. But so I don't know if you know that. Me neither. <laughs> but the rest of us figured out that we that they come out of uh, like corners and I think it's right angles, or at least that's where we always saw them come out of. Because a couple of us did see them up here. And so, that's where. I, I know Dimitri was the one that had the like uh, something in the corner watching me and I reached up and tried to touch it and it mm-hmm. burnt my hand. Okay. So. Well, perhaps hounds are not as accurate a term as we suspected if they have hooves. Maybe hound is more of their uh, job description than their breed. Indeed. This is not a godly or natural creature. It is obviously some form of abomination. It could take any form. It most likely is. Well, we should continue searching for some sign of what he did that made him a target for these beasts. Well, you guys are far more adept at the, the practical and physical. Uh, I think that may, mayhaps in the pursuit of the spiritual might be a little bit more... Uh, productive for me. Uh, I want to talk to the daughter 
and uh, basically try to console her or counsel her about her father's death and see if I can find anything about uh, her relationship with her father if he's or if she's seen in him do anything strange or actually also see if she's complicit in anything. Okay. Uh, so you, you head upstairs? Yeah, I, I knock gently on the door. Okay. Um, you hear, she says, come in. And I go, I am very sorry. This is... The, the fact that they left you to clean this up on your own is, frankly, uh, it lacks humanity. Um, and I'm very sorry for your loss. Uh, I am... I am a religious man, a man of cloth, uh, so to speak. And uh, looking around, are there any kind of religious icons about, or anything like that, uh, in the room? Uh, the he he, you can tell by the room and and the stuff in the room that that he was def- he's definitely a Chinese immigrant. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I don't know if they would I have like a, a, like iconographs or anything like that. There probably yeah, there probably is something. I haven't figured out what religion he is. Hold on. There's no religion skill per se, but uh, can I roll a cult to see if there's any signs of any kind of faith based thing? Sure, yeah. <clears throat> uh sure, not a problem. Okay. Well, yes. There's a let, let, let's let's say that there's a a, a small um, uh, like a, a little the little Buddhist thing. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, I I made my occult roll by twenty. Is there any chance that I know a little bit about Buddhism or anything like that? Sure. Um, I and I basically uh, uh, sort of note and I say I can see by. And I just pointed something um, that your father was Buddhist. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, it's, I, I've read some of those texts, and from what I know is that the Buddha stated that life is pain. And I am certain that is something that you are very well acquainted to now and I know that I'm a stranger and I know that but I also can see that there's no one else about to help you with this I'm available to talk if you like to talk or even if you just like to just cry I I have a shoulder you can cry on No, my, my, my mother is on her way here she, she will she will help me and and help me with this, but I appreciate it. Thank you. It's no problem. She she seems at this a, a little like she's sort of steeled herself and seems far more stoic now than she was prior. Uh, I have seen many horrible things. I am from a war torn land, and. My family was also taken from me, and there was nothing I could do. So I understand what this is like, and I understand wanting to remain strong for others and how difficult it is to simply feel things. But I also know 
that those things can sit inside us and cause us great harm in the future. And it's much better to release those things and seek to understand them and how they affect you. I, my, I, I believe in a God, and my God is a God of love and a God of peace. And I know that it's difficult to believe now, but God loves you and wants you to be happy, even though sometimes things get taken from you that make you feel incomplete. But in denying the love that you had for your father to try to quell some of that pain, you're denying the beauty that he granted you. And that is a disservice to the memory of a man. Can you tell me more about him? Maybe some happy times or how he's, you know, anything. Telling stories about your loved ones sometimes helps. Well, my, my father was very strict. And he <clears throat> was rather disappointed that it, I did not want to go into the family business. That I wanted to go to school. To university. And since then, we have not really spoken much, to be quite honest. I basically go and I pull out one of my business cards. Mm -hmm. And I basically write a, a number on the back of it. And I go, so your goals are university? Yes. To study what? I want to be a teacher. And I basically go to my card and I give it to her and I go, Professor Isidore Holtzman, <laughs> Professor of Archaeology at the University of Ravenhurst. Oh, it's very nice to meet you, Professor. Doctor. Doctor, Professor, Doctor. Doctor is fine. Um, but um, let's just say that if it is your goal to move into academia... And I hand her the card, and I sort of cup her hands in it. Mm -hmm. You have an ally in that. I believe I can help. Oh, thank you. And uh, I, I, I basically start asking. So, what, 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 what did your father do for hobbies? Uh, did he have any interests outside of just tailoring? What's <laughs> basically just start? Uh, I, I start trying to bring up conversation and see if I can find anything about her father and what he's been. Okay. Up to and that kind of thing, just sort of trying to lead the conversation that way, and da 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 da. She tells you that he was a voracious reader. Um, that had he he didn't have an extensive book collection, but he was constantly going to the public library and to the university libraries, constantly reading. And he said he's probably spent more time across the street at the used bookstore than he spent in his own store. <clears throat> Are there any books on shelves here? Uh, yeah, there's there's some. I'm just sort of looking through the looking through at the the um, not picking up on reading through them, but just looking at them on the shelf as we're as we're talking, mm -hmm. trying to see if there's anything odd or anything that catches my eye. Um, Mo a lot 
there's a, a lot of the books he's got here. There's probably only like 15 or 20 books total. A lot of it is um, uh, history books. Uh, he has some books on Chinese history. Uh, and he has some books on American history and like like history of the Western world and stuff like that. Just sort of like, and um, uh, a couple of world history books, things like that. And he um, hold on one second, find it. He also has a, a biography of Father Thomas of Bath. Oh, oh snap! Okay, I, I do actually pick that off from the shelf and sort of flip through it casually. Okay. But I'm basically looking for symbology and sort of skimming through it a little bit as we're talking. Check and see if it has. Um. If it came from Ryan's bookstore down the street. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know, I look in the front and see if there's uh, any kind of tag on it, see if there are any notes written in the margin, try to see if there are any other pieces of paper sort of stuck in there, that kind of thing, see if I could, any kind of clue as to its origin. Yeah, there's like a handwritten receipt, and it looks, it's a pre printed receipt from, from Ryan's used books. <clears throat> Okay, cool. I don't keep it. Um, I put it back. Mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, you know, uh, once once it looks like we're done talking, and actually, I, I genuinely do want to see her feel a little better, and I'm trying to provide whatever encouragement or support I can. And actually, as as a rabbi, this is sort of my gig. So um, uh, I, I do spend some time with her, concerned about her. Uh, but um, I, I basically make a note of that uh, of that book okay. and where it was purchased, and then when that's done, go back downstairs and relay it to the rest of the group. Okay, well, she goes downstairs with you because her, her main concern is she wants to get the mess cleaned up before her mother gets here. Um, I pick up a mop and help. Okay. All right, you guys get the mess cleaned up. Now, uh, Camilla had mentioned wanting to go to Ryan's bookstore earlier. Uh, yeah, before we go, um, Melvin, uh, you're probably the best expert we have here on things that might be hidden uh, or not quite obvious to the casual observer. I, I don't know if there might be something that this man is trying to keep secret in this house. I can take a look around. Sorry to put you on the spot. I don't know if you have any skills that relate to your smuggling, but I do. It's the I'm reason. Okay. Good, I'm a pretty good spot hidden. Okay, there you go. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna. I'll, I'll be looking around for. Are you looking around in the store? Or are you looking around upstairs? I'm gonna look around in the store. I don't. 
Melvin doesn't really feel comfortable going upstairs. Okay, well, she, I mean, she she and Isidore are mopping and cleaning, and they're going out to the alley constantly. So if you if you went, you could go up there without. It's you, less. I don't want to get caught, and more okay. Melvin doesn't feel comfortable going into someone's home like that. Got it. Okay, no problem. Okay, go ahead and make your spot hidden roll. That's a thirty on a seventy-four. Okay. Um, you you don't see. There's nothing that you can find down here that that is looks like he's hidden anything, but you do notice apart from the like that sort of cloven hoof stain that Doris found in the corner that there are extremely faint um, hoof prints or whatever you want to call them across the ceiling as well. And I don't, you've you've not seen one of these things, have you? Nope. Melvin has not seen anything yet that is unexplainable. You might make you know what? Go ahead and make just a. I'm just not going to hit you hard on it. Make it. Go ahead and make a sanity check on this. Because it, it, I mean, looking at the looking at the at the the hoof prints, it looks like this thing was walking across the ceiling. Uh, I got a two. Oh, okay. No sanity loss, but you're like, oh. Hmm. I'll point that out to everybody. The the ceiling. Do we all have to make sanity checks now, or what? Uh, See, you guys. Everyone else is. Has everyone else seen Hounds of Tindalos? I have. I know I have. Yes. Okay. I would say, yeah, go ahead and make them. I mean, you've seen them, so it's not that big of a deal. Made it, no yeah, problem. All, all Melvin has ever heard is that they're called y- yogurt dogs, and he has no one will explain why. <laughs> so, eventually... We'll I'm just going to say out. that thank goodness for all that extra sanity I just got. <laughs> Oh, if you one point. if you fail, you lose just one point. It's just like a you're just slightly disturbed by what you're seeing. Now it's basically now it's now you absolutely know that it's this is your kind of dog that came through here, not the regular kind of dog. I make sure that everybody knows what uh, I discovered uh, from talking to the daughter. Okay. <clears throat> and and you know the the bookstore and all that stuff. Right. You tell them about the uh, the biography as well. Absolutely. Okay. Already, so you guys get the place pretty much presentable and cleaned up, and you discreetly take care of the the stray organ you found and all of that stuff. So, um, and she, so once it's cleaned up, she's like, so, so why do you think that this was was something more than or more than the 
this dog? What I mean, I don't understand. Well, judging from the size of the animal, from the amount of damage that was done, and from the uh, and from the type of wounds that your father <laughs> suffered, uh, it uh, indicates a creature of greater strength than a simple house dog, even a large one. Um, and not only that, but uh, dogs tend to tend to attack animals differently than what we saw. It raised curiosity to us, uh, and um, sometimes the police don't apply a lot of reason and, and science to their investigations. Sometimes when my colleagues and I find something odd or out of place, we just like to ask a few more questions and nudge them in the right direction. We figure it's uh, <clears throat> a way to use our our talents and our education for the best possible outcome. I don't understand what you mean by like, my father's wounds. I thought that it, it had just like bit his neck and he bled out. Clearly she's not seen the body, which and you my, didn't realize, obviously, before. And I go, my dear... I don't want to upset you and give you more detail than you need. Uh, your father was attacked. We just don't believe that it was by a dog. And uh, we would like to help uncover the truth as best we can, even if it, you know, however unlikely. Was it like a zoo animal or something? It could have been uh, something big, like something that you don't see in a city very often especially one as, as large and populous as San Francisco. It just raised some alarm bells and all, and uh, we just thought it would be easier to uh, come talk to you and see for ourselves than try to uh, deal with the police that are already convinced that they've found the answer. You see, it's um, often better to have answers you can... Answers you can question than questions you can't answer. Uh, we're trying to find out as best we can, just because that's who we are and what we do. You see, we think it's a, a perhaps a private pet, uh, someone who collects exotic animals, something of that nature. Um, she's going to pull out a copy of her book, and, like hand it to the, <laughs> the, the daughter. You see, I've been uh, traveling the world for many years. I've been many places, uh, hunting and studying uh, strange and exotic animals. So when I heard of this case, it, it seemed very familiar. Damn it. It seemed really familiar. I'm going to like write a sign. I'm Southern. Western. <laughs> <laughs> I keep falling into my D&D character that I'm playing right now on Friday nights. It's like the only role playing I've been doing. So now I'm like, I keep dropping to that. I apologize to everyone at home. I'm terrible. Um... But I, I've been traveling the world for, for many, many years, handling uh, beasts of all types and, and natures. And so when I heard of this case, uh, it seemed uh, uh, quite likely and quite familiar with those, those things. I've seen tigers and jaguars and such things for many, many years. So it's hard to tell at this point what it is, but we do want to make sure that it does not stay uh, prowling in the streets of San Francisco, as it were. Oh my goodness! What, is it safe for us to stay here? Um, I would. It's hard to tell. Uh, since uh, do you, do you have relatives that you might be able to stay with? 
Well, I, I my 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 mother went went to across. Oh no, she she went out of town. What, were you here when this happened? Or no, in another room. No, I just I just got in the. I, I just got here a few hours ago. She's this, gonna kind of glance at Isidore and Camilla, Camilla and. It would be for the best, probably. Uh, I think just also for the best for your mother if you just stayed somewhere else for now. Even if it's not a matter of wild animals returning, which is unlikely, to say the least, for your own peace of mind. Losing someone is hard. Staying in the place where you lost them is harder. Indeed. Here. She's going to, like, write a note on a piece of paper. Uh, give this to... What was the hotel I'm staying at? The Plaza? Palace. The Palace? G- give this to the concierge at the Palace. And um, he'll put you and your mother up with it, a room for the next week or so. Oh, that's very kind of you. Thank you. The Palace? She's like, I'm a writer. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, a quite successful one. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, she she she's got the place cleaned up and uh, seems to be. It's not like you're overstaying. You're welcome, but now she's kind of kind of wants to get out of here. Yeah. It seems like. Yes. I would like to go to the bookstore. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I can help carry her bags. Okay. So you hail a cab and load the bags up for her. Send her on her way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, across the street, a couple doors down, is uh, Ryan's used books. And it is still open. It's probably about, let's say, 5.30, probably 6 p.m. So it's probably starting to get dark, but it's still open. And your your book signings at seven. Oh. So it's it's five thirty and your book signings at seven. Okay. No problem. And it's a typical little storefront. It's got a big plate glass window and there's a a bunch of books out front that are sort of propped up, open to pages, and uh, and the door is kind of to the to the left hand side of the of the big window. And then the inside, it looks like there's there's bookshelves on either side, and then there's two rows of bookshelves in the middle that 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 go all, the the bookshelves in the middle go up to they're they're about like five five feet tall, and the ones on the walls go like all the way to the ceiling with one of those slidey ladders that goes around. And then way in the back, you can see that there's like a a desk and a cash register, and you see an an old man with glasses, and he has sort of the the gray shoehorn style hair balding pattern and uh, he seems to he has like a little one of those little green reading lamp things set up on the desk and you see he's sitting there and the bell goes ding 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 when you open up and he kind of looks over his glasses when you come in but he doesn't bother you he's like kind of just looks and then goes back to whatever he was doing I am going to go directly to him okay and um why hello 
I, my name is Camilla. I work for um, the university library system. And a friend of mine had mentioned that you might be able to procure me um, a text I, I have been searching for for some time for the university. A biography of Thomas of Bath. He says, um, I'm familiar with the work. I don't think I have anything in stock at present. But it's certainly something that I can find. Wonderful. And would you happen to have anything else in the same vein? Um, you no know professors. Really? Uh, you mean... possibly go back empty-handed, lest... You know. You mean, uh, biographies of, uh, religious figures? 19th century religious um, figures? Is that what you're looking... Yeah, something like that, or possibly, um, a copy of the, the work of King in Yellow. So you're heading in that angle. Hmm. That is a dangerous road. I'm not sure if you're aware of what happened across the street last night. But I happen to believe that it is related to such affairs. It is. And you have as much blood on your hands as that dog does for selling that book to that man. Mm. I told the man he should not feed that obsession. What else did he have that started it? Where did it come from? Mm. I don't know if giving you information about this sort of thing is the right way to help you. I think the right way to help you is to suggest that you drop it and go back to where you came from. Trust me when I say that my friends and I have seen more than our fair share. Hmm. Well, the of Tindalos are no strangers to us. He kind of looks at you confused. He, he doesn't. He's not familiar with that that name. At least that's the way it seems. <clears throat> <laughs> um. Well, yeah. Mister Wen. I believe he it's something he came across. He was an academic in China. And he came across um, a writing and I just the name of it just fell out of my goddamn head. Give me a second, I gotta remember the name of this thing. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. Give me one second. I come back and I see Stu like shaking his head and like with his hand on his forehead. I'm like, oh, it's a really dramatic scene. <laughs> it <laughs> is. To remember the name of a book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, now that you're back, I have um, puffed up like a, you know, one of those fish, puffer fish. <laughs> oh, like, um, oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> in order to intimidate. You know, what are those fish? Up. They puff? They get all puffy? What are they called? 
Pufferfish, yes. <laughs> um, symbols and metaphors <laughs> are not my friends. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and so I'm basically, I'm leaning on the bookstore owner. Oh, okay. To try to get information quickly. She basically just told before the your signing starts. that he, he is responsible for the guy's death. Okay, great. So, wait, you, so you didn't literally puff up? Oh, okay. oh, no. It is Cthulhu. Like, that's not an impossibility. Like, she gets cursed or the, the dog bites her. And she, I was just like, oh, wow, this is a dramatic turn of events. Have we rolled insanity? Oh, no. Okay. Got it. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Sorry. Um, I'm not, I don't know if you're, are you familiar with a, a text referred to as the Xanthic Folio? Not that I know of. Well, that thing you mentioned, the king in yellow is an interpretation of an older work but it is not a work of fiction it is a work of mathematics Mr. Wen procured a copy of this folio in China before he immigrated here And that is what started him down this road. Did he still have it when he got here? Does he still have it now? Or did he? I'm I'm sure he does. He gets up and he goes over to like the bookshelves that are in the back behind his desk. And he goes and he brings out this old dusty volume. And he opens it up. And he shows you he like opens it to a page and turns it so you can look at it and he points down and says this is an illustration of one of the pages of the folio um, I have seen the folio myself this isn't an accurate representation of the page because the person who drew this illustration didn't know what they were looking at but according to Mr. Wen Uh, This folio is a series of charts that describe certain mathematical formulas. I'm not a mathematician. This is not my field. But he said it was a base 23 numbering system. And it was also... um, Assuming at least five dimensions, four of which would somehow be spatial. Now that is a theory I've heard before. My understanding, according to Mr. Wen, is that the king in yellow, the play somehow describes some of the mathematical functions within the Xanthic folio. Or, I suppose, 
describe the result of the functions. It was he. He wasn't great at explaining a lot of this to me. Much of that is probably due to the fact that I could never really understand what he meant by a fourth dimension. It's... Honestly, mathematics is not my subject either. But basically, if you imagine that we are all... As as your paper is and has writing upon it, that we are the writing upon this paper. <laughs> and I pick up, like, a note card from his desk. <laughs> and I spear it with a pencil. <laughs> See, now it makes sense. <laughs> and upon that... You're wasting your breath. He tried. He tried, he tried for hours. For hours he tried. Well, thank you for your help. And so this representation of the folio that you are showing me now is inaccurate as to what the folio actually is. And the only reason I know that is because he brought the folio here personally and and when he was doing research. Um, It is a, that is a large, um, about a, uh, perhaps two foot by one foot leather bound. Uh, the pages are made out of uh, perhaps sheepskin. Um, and it's inked. Uh, very faded, but very clearly. Um, we we tried to go, we went, it, it only has about eight pages in it. And we, we went through each page trying to see if the illustration was one of them, and it wasn't. It's more of just a representation of what the page sort of overall looks like. <clears throat> the symbols, and he, he's like pointing out the illustrations, says the symbols here are inaccurate and incorrect. This is basically gibberish compared, at least according to Mr. Wen. Well, that's probably for the best for you. Thank you for your help. Of course. I I feel like I must again suggest that that you abandon this road of inquiry. I don't see how it's going to end well. It, abandoning it will make it end more poorly. Trust me when I say that. I think that for what it's worth you should play a lot more ignorant than you are. If anyone else comes here, anyone, I don't care what they look like, I don't care if they look like us. You know nothing, you saw nothing, and you definitely have no idea what the folio is. He sort of nods to you and kind of shrugs. Says, that is what I tried to do. Do it better. (laughs) I wish you luck. God, I've missed you. (laughs) (laughs) We need to go back to the apartment. 
Yeah, she has. I think I already told you she had since left. Yes, that's for the best. We have to find that folio. And then a mathematician. I have never once regretted more that Einstein fell to that damn dog than I do now. I. Well, I'm not there. You didn't come to the bookstore? We didn't all go. Well, I wouldn't have gone in. I, I mean, like, it would have looked weird if, like, a whole mess of people just charged in. <laughs> hey! <laughs> no, but definitely if she went in, I would go in a little bit after she went in, and I'd just be browsing around and, and just searching. I'd probably wait outside and watch the shop across the street and the, you know. Well, when I come out, I'm going to say we have to go back. There is a book. We have to find it. Go back to to the house we were at? Yes, to the apartment. Ah. Very well. Yeah, I think Hopefully that might be best. Uh, you know, catching up on, on the things you've discovered. If we have to, could we not attempt to go visit Einstein anyway? Again? We could. Um, I would prefer to do it once we have the folio in hand. Yeah. Although Tesla is also quite well versed, but I'd rather not distract him from his current work. Well, we know that um, the young lady is gone now. She's not at home, so perhaps we should go back right now. Uh, before we leave, um, Doris is going to see if her book is in this bookstore. They have three used copies. Used copies? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and some of, some of your previous works as well. Many of them are autographed. I, oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Check and see who they're autographed to so you can put them on the blacklist. <laughs> I feel like she's, she doesn't ever write people's names. No. She's just like, hi, da-da-da. Because it's too, it's too difficult to write people's names. Being a writer, it's very difficult to write people's names. <laughs> that, that helps or hinders the resale value of that. This one's helps. been defaced. Of course. Like, are you going to buy an autographed copy that's, that's dedicated to someone else? No, you're probably going to want one that's just like this generic so you can tell your people your friends. Exactly. Oh no, she wrote that for me. Yeah. At one point, my mom was like at a random garage sale and they had an autographed picture of Leonard Nimoy and it was actually written out to Dave. (laughs) Oh, wow. And she was like, yep. (laughs) Snap that up. You lucky bastard. <laughs> and she haggled and she's like, well, it's not worth that much. I don't know what day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. I do not know. Who is this Leonard Nemoy? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere I have a dollar bill that my dad had the entire starting team of the Rams from like 1974 or 75 sign it. It's all he That's had was a paper he had when he was. It's all he had was a dollar bill, and they, he had all of them sign it. 
It's hilarious. I had a full collection of federal Coca-Cola crime. Olympics cans. Probably. I had in the 1984 Olympics. I had a oh. My mom threw it away. Oh. <laughs> what womp. All right. All right. So, so there, is, there is that closed tailor shop with the, with the apartment above it. Tantalizingly closed. And all of the lights are turned out. Well, well, I'm sure that I can get. Well, if I can't get the door open, I know that Melvin is good at opening doors. <laughs> <laughs> Melvin is fantastic at persuading doors to open. Excellent. For him. I'm going to use my I persuade lock skill. At one percent. You have right? one. Because <laughs> that's the standard generic amount that everybody gets. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're going to try to pick the lock. There, Dimitri? Yes. I was just trying to... That would be Locksmith, I lighting of Locksmith. I don't actually have Locksmith. I think I used Stealth and Snuck in the last time, but I'll try. Well, this is a locked door now. Yeah. You can't Stealth it. <clears throat> if you don't have the skill, you have 1%. Yeah, would well, it be well. possible to attempt to search for a hidden key before we break I think so. I think a spot hidden roll would would do something like that. It's a sixty under a seventy. Okay. Uh, yeah, you find it. You find a key. It's like above the door jam. Up high. Thank goodness it wasn't luck. Does anyone have lock picking or locksmith? <laughs> so I found the the impervious. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not impervious. We'll get through that door. Okay, so just you... not in a clean way. I got a strength seventy. That's how it's my locksmith. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you uh, you open the door and you still you're still hit with that sort of rusty acrid smell of the the giant blood blood puddle. It's the smell is still there, although there's some bleach and probably Ajax or something mixed in with it at this point. So you are inside. Is it, is everyone going in or is people staying outside to to be on the lookout? Um. Uh, I, I think we better set up some lookouts and the people that I think the only people that are that necessarily need to go in and look is the a the person that knows what the book looks like. Well, I've told everyone what it looks like. And actually, probably me since I know where he kept most of his books. I have a feeling that this isn't going to be where he keeps his normal books, though. No, right. I feel definitely be hidden. Yeah, uh, Doris is going to suggest just that Melvin goes in because he. Knows about stuff that's hidden. Exactly. Uh, that was Dor- my suggestion yeah. as well. And Doris is going to offer to stay outside to kind of keep watch. Yeah, I, I, I would watch. I mean, like unless somebody wants me to go inside, I'm happy to try and guard the place. You also have very good sneaky and spotty skills, right? So. Well, sneaky, yes. Spot, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Fair to middling would be the way I would describe it. Okay, so who 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 is going in? 
Alvin's gonna go in. Okay. My guess, really uncomfortable about it, but he'll go upstairs. Okay. And Isidore and Camilla. Okay. Just think of it as for the greater good. Would each of you like to make a spot hidden? Abs. I got uh, thirty-nine out of seventy under seventy-four. Uh, I have bad news to report. I have rolled a 100. Oh my god. At least we're not in the dreaming. (laughs) I'm looking for something. I'm looking for something hidden. I have now stabbed myself in the eye with a fork. Okay, we'll we'll address that in a second. Okay, the, Camilla, did you make your roll? Yeah, I made a fifteen. Out of seventy. Oh, okay. All right. So the the, the folio is uh, turns out is behind the bookshelf where his typical mundane books are. There's also that. There's also you happen to see a copy of the biography of. Uh, Father Thomas of Bath. I don't know if that's of interest to you. Yeah, I'm going to pull it. Okay. <clears throat> and then behind it, sort of like tucked down behind the bookshelf, is the folio. And it's this, this leather volume. It's very supple leather. And the, 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 the pages inside look like maybe they're skin, like land skin or something like that. If If what you're hinting at is that I'm picking up a book made of humans no 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 oh no 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 that's what i thought was happening too i was like oh yeah i was there i was along with that one as well yeah i assume that when the dude in the bookshop was talking about it same here yeah it's like it was like i think sheepskin and i was like that would be two-legged mutton long sheep long sheep long sheep the greatest game, and so you're there, and then Isidore is in the <clears throat> is in the bedroom, and he's uh, like like r- rummaging along, looking behind furniture and stuff like that, and uh, there's like a door, so he opens the door up, and there's another door, and without thinking, because he rolled a hundred, he opens the other door, and he's in someone else's bedroom. And the woman screams, "Ah!" <laughs> they have, for some reason, they have adjoining doors. You don't know why. It's because you rolled a hundred. I don't know. <laughs> Works for me, man. I, 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 I just run away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys have the folio and you got the book, and then and all of a sudden you hear the scream, kind of in, in from the next room, and then Isidore comes running through, says, "We should leave," and he goes we leave. <laughs> and heads down the stairs. I've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> I, of course, explain myself once we get out of there and apologize profusely. Uh, you hear sirens when you get out back down to the to the street level, out out on the sidewalk, out in front of the place. Super runaway. I think we should nonchalantly saunter away. That sounds good. What What did you do? Apparently, there's connecting room to the, ne- the apartment next door. I was searching and went through the doors, not realizing where it went. 
I woke someone asleep. Oh. I, of course, thought it was an intruder. Indeed. Did, did you try and explain? Oh. No, I honestly, it was dark and I wanted oh, to make sure that I wasn't seen. So I immediately <laughs> ran away. Oh. He well. bravely ran away. away. <laughs> well, we should go then. I, I prefer to think of it as choosing discretion. <laughs> Discretion would have been not walking in at someone in their bedchamber. Oh, uh, no, but that would have been not an sailed. error on my part. And <laughs> that's been avoided, but nonetheless, I decided to be fervently thorough, and uh, I'll take it to advisement. That's probably not the best way of doing things. Okay. It should not be hard to evade pursuit. The city is made of mountains. <laughs> It is quite strenuous on one caps. Indeed. Uh, so we're going to fly casual out of here. Okay. Everyone else ca- has no problem doing that. But I, yes. Sorry? I said, that's why I have a Model T. It's the most common car on the street. <laughs> yes. You can have it in any color you want as long as you want black. <laughs> yep. And, interesting fact, there were only eight different keys to Model T's. Oh! That's awesome. So, so there was a one in eight chance that your key <laughs> would just open up any Model T and start it. That, that means it had... In the... What do they call those things? The the things that move up and down on a key. Uh, tumblers. Yeah, the tumblers. It had two? Is that correct? We don't know. You're the one telling us. Well, it might not be a limitation of the hardware, but just that they were we're only going to make eight different. Yeah, oh, it could be. Yeah, like we're only going to key eight yeah. locks or eight, eight ignition. <laughs> Didn't expect it to be as popular as it was. <laughs> okay. So uh, you guys and and you're, bee boo bee boo bee boo bee boo comes 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 going like rolling by. And uh, they don't they don't slow down or look at you when they when they drive by because you're a big group of people. Mm-hmm. You're not some creepy dude who just you know walked into. We're not rooms. running <laughs> down the street for no reason. Right. It would be foolish enough to break into houses in a large group. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Derp. Derp. Like, <laughs> our exact <laughs> mo this whole campaign is <laughs> just breaking into houses. In a large group. Maybe a bunch of idiots would break into a house with more than two people. <laughs> All right, so um, where are you guys going now? Uh, I think we have to get Doris to a book signing, don't we? We do. Yes! I forgot about that. Yes! What time is it? That's probably like 6.30, 6.45. Probably yes, getting pretty close. You know what? You'll just be fashionably late. It'll be perfect. That's true. What time are you signing? Do they have Seven. like a warm up act? No, of course not. I don't need a warm up act. No one would do the warm up act. <laughs> your your signing is at seven. Yes. She's her own warm up act. No. She's like they might be giants. They open for themselves. Yeah. So you get to the bookstore. There's a line of people outside the bookstore. Excellent. I'm very excited about this. Actually, like a good size line, like maybe 30, 40 people. It's a big oh. line. Wow. That, there's actually a cop outside because because there's so many 
there's, there's so many people here. There's such a large mm-hmm. crowd in, in the in the evening hours that they, they they stationed a cop here just to make sure to, to keep things in order in case there's a, you know a riot for your signature or something. Doris is very pleased by this. <laughs> like like her smile just like don't need to take over her whole face. Super happy. <laughs> um. Uh, why don't you? Uh, do you have a place that you are all staying? We're in yeah. Yes. In very small hotel rooms next to your big hotel rooms. Oh, oh, excellent. Very good. Um, well, then perhaps I should meet you there later. I mean, you're welcome to stay. It seems like there's a line, but I'm sure you get through it very quickly. Well, I. (laughs) (laughs) No guest passes here. (laughs) No cuts. I think it's for the best if we um, take our other books. Let's take our other books and retire and do what we can while you're uh, busy with this. Ah, yes, of course. Very. ah, Yes, of course. Very good. Okay. Someday we will find a book written in Russian. I will help. (laughs) (laughs) I've got the the Keeper's Companion Volume 2, and it has all kinds of, of different... Russian books? Well, I've dedicated all- my life to learning several languages, <laughs> and very few of them has been useful. So, there was that one time I got to use French. That's true. It's true. <clears throat> okay, so you go inside to your adoring fans, and the rest of you drive to the to your hotel and uh, go up to your rooms. And what are you going to do then? The same thing oh. we do every night, Shaggy. I'll, oh, I'll probably go get... It's <laughs> an entirely, that's an entirely different show, and I would still watch it. Hell yeah. <laughs> like megalomaniacal Scooby. Picky like, of the Brain meets Scooby-Doo. i totally watch the crap out of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked it's not already a thing. Yeah, me too. You'd never be allowed to reference any. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not even a fact. It amused the crap out of me, so reference away, my dear. <laughs> are there are there doors that connect our, our rooms in this hotel? Uh sure. Uh, I lock the one between me and Isidore. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> Um, it's gonna get bad in there. Did we make a recording of the song? Yeah, I, I made a point to do that before we start studying the um, the math book of hell. I think we should put the yeah. Wait, I put it on the phonograph. If there's one in the room, um, I'll okay. probably go get some sandwiches. Ooh. It might be written in Russian. We don't know yet. I haven't seen it. <laughs> okay. Well, if it's written in Russian, you can wait ten minutes for me to get the sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read on an empty stomach. I didn't get to go to enough. fancy lunch. <laughs> okay. So, um... Someone make a luck roll. 
knotted. I don't know if anybody's luckier than me. Yeah, I got a 17. There you go. What is your luck skill? Or your luck stat? My luck stat is 57. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> there is... When you when you open up the folio, each each page... There's eight pages that open up, and it's like a grid of these symbols. And you do not recognize any of these symbols. They're clearly they're not they're not Chinese characters. They don't look like any language you've ever seen before. A lot of them seem to be recurring though. So your guess is they're probably symbols for numbers, maybe. But there is a okay. bunch of like scribbling and writing in the margins around the sides of these grids on each of the pages, and that is in Russian. <laughs> Did you just decide that? Or? Yes, I did. Yes, I just decided that. <laughs> well, that's why it's I had you make the luck roll. Important that everyone gets to participate. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't griping like I was really angry about like us discovering no, the knowledge. I was no, just like, I could tell that you were genuinely upset, and I wanted low. to placate. I'm you. just saying it's also important <laughs> that not Isidore and I are not the only ones who go insane reading forbidden texts. Oh, I guess that's true. Oh, that's oh, fair. That's right. Spread out the insanity. So it's not just one person slowly losing it, and the rest of us standing around going like, "I don't think they're okay." You know, I, I, I bet statistically, of slowly is. <laughs> I bet statistically in in Call of Cthulhu games, people who lose the most sanity are the people with the most language skills. I'll bet you there's Probably. a causal relationship there. <laughs> Unless you have a GM that's constantly throwing like. The horrors at you. That's true. Oh, that points out a huge flaw in my character generation. <laughs> <laughs> or there's like sometimes it's just you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like Oh yeah. Or your dice hate you when you come across like normal horrifying things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't Snor- have to be Eldritch. Like the kidney. The kidney, someone could have rolled a hundred. That would have been fantastic. The kidney. Oh, I, I should get rid of that. <laughs> I hoped you'd do it. I forgot. You have to pay for the sandwich. Pulls out a couple of bills. Squinch. <laughs> oh, my God. The sandwiches were a euphemism. No, I just get that, that, that sort of like that doctor uh, thing when he's just looking through all his pockets and he finds stuff. like, oh, look, a kidney. <laughs> I, c- I couldn't find sandwiches, but I got his kidney pie. <laughs> Ew. All right. Okay, sweet. Okay. <laughs> so you make it back with the sandwiches. Yeah. I will you- find a dumpster or a trash can or something. <laughs> Toss it away. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe like, I go get sandwiches on the wharf and I just... <laughs> just kind of chum the waters, okay? Yeah, yeah. All right. See if there really are sharks in San Francisco Bay. <laughs> there are. Well, yeah, sure, but <laughs> is in fact one of the great white habitats that uh, is most studied because of how many of them there are. All right, but so- Doris doesn't know that because she doesn't know anything about science. <laughs> <laughs> so you make it back with the sandwiches. And uh, then I'm happy to attempt to read the book. 
or translate. Because it looks like, yeah. as you're reading through each of these, like, side notes, they kind of point to, to characters in within the grid, and they are uh, descriptions of whoever wrote this, of what they believe that symbol represents. And the symbols represent something. They also represent a number, apparently. Or some sort of mathematical expression. Ah, okay. Let's see. Oh, yeah. I got a four. Whoa, okay, all right. So you're he's he's able to kind of write out sort of translations. Maybe you put like a little like a dot next, or, or, or he he starts writing out translations of each of the descriptions for you. Did you? Oh wait, do you write English? You don't. Uh, no, no. So you you. But he could describe. describe. It. But I could, yeah. Okay. So but you guys. If he says it, then I could transcribe it. Okay. Like a good little secretary girl. So you guys, this is going to take you most of the night to do this. Because, I mean, there's, it's all in very tiny writing. It looks like it's a little spider wrote it. Because there's not a lot of space in the margins for this stuff. So um, it, this, is, it, this is going to take you most of the night to be able to transcribe all of this stuff. And maybe sort of kind of comprehend it as you're reading it. Um, for the, for the, those, are you all doing this? Or, or did Melvin lock himself in his room? Uh, no, I'm not locked in the room. Just the door between the rooms is locked. Okay, so you're all in the same place. But I'm sure we'll all, yeah, we'll all be in the same place. Okay, so you're all being exposed to the same thing. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it's describing a lot of things, and you don't even know what they are. One of the things mentioned, you Hound of Tindalos is mentioned. Haster is mentioned. Um, the Bayaki is mentioned. There's even a little brief description in case I haven't mentioned before that the skull that Doris found oh so many sessions ago was a Bayaki skull. I don't recall hearing that word. Okay. Um, I mean, we did talk about like a giant bird that I rode the back of. Oh, that yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah. Mainland, but I don't it's, know that we ever actually. I don't. Named we, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kitty. So, um, and, but most of them are, are referencing things that none of you have ever heard, probably ever heard of. Um, and then, then you kind of are going through the process of, of, of trying to sort of discern what these symbols mean in the order they're in. Cause some of the, some of the symbols are, are also operations, addition, subtraction, multiplication, et cetera, et cetera, but also other things. And there's like a little on one of the one of the folios. There's a description of like two or three different mathematical operations that only exist in hyperdimensional calculations. I'm sure I don't figure those out. <laughs> <laughs> it just describes them. It just it, it's it's just a little brain breaky. Um, yeah. So we're back to the paper and the pencil. So because of just just by exposure to all of these names of things, most of which you've never heard of before, you're all going to get a plus 10 to your Cthulhu mythos. Oh, righty. 
Now, make a quick calculation and make sure that 99 minus your Cthulhu Mythos does not exceed your sanity. If it does, you need to notch your sanity down. Before I have you actually make the sanity checks. I, I, I'd actually kind of wish it would, but no, it's yeah, not that same, high. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> and then each of you get to make a sanity roll. If you succeed, you lose six one d six. If you fail, you lose one d ten. Because this is this this folio, not the the grid itself. Inside the grid itself lies true madness. But the outside is describing things that you've seen enough now. We're not really skeptical about this kind of stuff anymore. So you're, you're you're now starting to realize that you've only really seen the tiniest tip of the iceberg of the stuff that is out there that most of humanity has no idea exists. And there's a lot of it. Lost three points of sanity. It's hilarious because I failed my sand check and I went, damn! And, but then I rolled a one on my d10, so I'm like, <laughs> yay! Um, I have a problem. Oh no. Did you roll 100? <laughs> you did? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, yeah. And here I was all happy about getting some sanity back for a while. Now it's all gone. That's so horribly wonderful. <laughs> what is your total sanity, please? 76. What is one fifth of oh. that? Not 10. That, no, it's seven. No, 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 never mind. Don't worry about that. So okay. you definitely hit the, the temporary insanity level. Give me an uh, intelligence roll. Okay, I made that. Oh. That's a bad you actually thing. wanted to yeah. fail it. Okay. I know, I know. Roll 1d10 for me. Eight. Okay, so this is actually making my stomach ache. <laughs> oh, it's going to get worse. All right. Uh, I'm just glad I got rid of the kidney before this happens. Same. <laughs> That'd be hard to explain when I end up arrested for some madness. And, and how it's much okay, did you, let that happen. how much did you lose, uh, Camilla? Three. So Dimitri, you lose ten. <laughs> and then uh, Isidore, how many, you lost one. I lost the one point, but I failed the roll. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Melvin, I rolled a fifty-six under my sixty in uh, sanity. So roll 1d6 for your sanity. So, okay, so fa- uh, succeeding, what, you only lose 1d6? Yeah, you lose 1d10 if you, if you, if you fail. I one point. One point? Okay. All right. Doris, you're going through signing books, and then, mm-hmm. and, and you're, you get, you're like two-thirds the way through the line, and then more people are showing up. Oh. Book, book is very well received. People are asking all kinds of questions about the, especially uh, uh, they ask questions about your adventures and stuff, of course, but they also ask, mm-hmm. start asking questions about the people that you had some of these adventures with. They ask a lot of questions about Isidore, and they ask questions about Camilla, and they mm-hmm. ask questions about the doctor, Dr. Freeman, mm-hmm. and they, 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 they want to know about, like, the whole thing. 
So mm-hmm. you're, get, you're getting a lot of questions, and that your your publicist is there. He's kind of moving people along, keeping things going, keeping things going. Mm-hmm. And this um, kind of tall guy, he's like about six 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 seven. He comes up, and this guy does not look like a reader. <laughs> he's wearing overalls. He's, he's, he's in his barn clothes. Mm-hmm. And he comes up, walks in the door with a hat on, doesn't take it off when he walks in. That kind of guy, you know. Mm-hmm. He walks up, and he says, excuse me. I don't. What, what, oh, thank you for subscribing. Um, uh, <laughs> R- Remore twelve. Thank you. Um, he said, "Excuse me. What, can I? This may sound crass, but can I pay extra to have you actually give me a personalized inscription?" Uh, of course, that would be fine. Uh, and how much would that cost me? Um. Uh, why don't you step aside and speak to my publicist? They can discuss that with you. Okay. So he, he steps over. Yeah, she, and he, she basically is like stalling for a second. She kind of like signs a few more copies. Just just a moment. I'm going to take a break. Okay. She doesn't want to say like a price in front of other people and seem like. Got grass. it. Okay. So then she kind of like pauses and walks over. Uh, yes, uh, I, I'm sure. He, he, he offered $5. That, that absolutely, we will accept that. Thank you so much. Oh, excellent! Thank you. And he hands he hands the book because you know he bought the book inside the place. Yeah. Hand, hands it and says, "Can you make it out to Abigail Athenbright?" She like freezes, and we'll leave the game there. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. now I have a wonderful one hundred on a on a. You're gonna leave me hanging on what my crazy? Yes, is. yes, I am. <laughs> I only had I only had one cliffhanger planned, but the dice gave me two. Ah! <laughs> it's just that's your superpowers too, is cliffhangers. It's actually one of the best GMing tricks I've, I've taken from you. It's like something super exciting happens, and then and we'll stop there. You got to keep them hungry, man. You got to keep them hungry. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm running a, a fifth edition version of Temple of Elemental Evil, and I always ended in a cliffhanger. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. All right. I, I don't think I've ever had dual cliffhangers before. This is fun. I know you've like upped your ante with yourself. <laughs> Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dave's crappy roll. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us for uh, session 21 of Murmurs at the Abyss, and we'll be back. Do you want, want to try for next week, or do you want to do, go to a regular every other week schedule? I think we should do our regular, because yeah. I have some yeah. other things okay. that go on on Sunday. That no problem. So we'll be back in two weeks. Yeah, we'll add it to the schedule. So, yeah, two weeks. Uh, check the schedule, happyjacks.org slash schedule. Um, and uh, so if we change anything, it will be posted there. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, and if you want to catch up on this, because you just watched it, I promise I'm better at remembering the accent in other games, (laughs) and I will be better next time. Uh, You can go to happyjacks.org slash murmurs at the abyss with no spaces in it. And there's a whole list of all the podcast episodes and a link to the YouTube playlist. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. And and we'll see you. I'll see you tomorrow night in space. Oh, with yay. Bill for Human Station. Excellent. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> That's good. I'm going to definitely be watching that. It's good to see Bill running something. 
Oh yeah, and traveler. The, the podcast. Yeah, I mean, the podcast versions you are all both survived up. character creation, which is its own. <laughs> yeah. Feet. Things it's things went pretty well. Creation of the the. You still can in 2.0, but it's they made it exceedingly rare. Yes. Mm-hmm. You you tend to just get maimed rather than <laughs> killed. Right. Like, um, like Stork. Right. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, right. and we'll see you. Anything else? Anything else mentioned? No? No, we're good. Okay. Bye. Bye.